The simple skill of influence is the ability to direct somebody else's thoughts, feelings, or actions when you don't have authority or control over them. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special edition of the Daily Discipline Podcast. This is the Super Skills Series. In this series, BK talks us through 20 skills we can all use every day to improve our lives and our impact on the things we care about. He helps you break down each skill through the lens of self-awareness, self-discipline, and self-confidence. By the end of this series, you'll be able to turn these 20 simple skills into super skills that unlock a stronger you, a more productive you, and a more fulfilled you. In today's episode, we're talking about influence and how you can use it to direct the way someone else thinks, feels, and acts, even when you don't have authority or control over them. Reminder to stick around through the end of the episode so you can hear how to get your hands on free E plus R equals O resources for activating these skills in your life. Three things around influence. Know yourself, control yourself, believe in yourself. It's the same structure that we use for each one of these. How do we gain self-awareness around influence? How do we gain self-control in influence? And how do we gain self-confidence in influence? So influence is to the beginning of influence and the awareness of influence is actually to understand what moves people. And this is the starting point. Okay, uh, uh, A lot of times people jump to influence tactics. They'll jump into uh, um, you know, influence tips and tricks or you know, a simple phrase or whatever it is. And they don't take the step back to have the first self-awareness that drives everything. And that is, do you actually understand what moves people? And so there's a really simple question that I like to ask, why would this person want to think, feel, and do this? What moves them? That's the question to drive influence. Why would this person want to think this or feel this or do this? What would move them? When you're trying to influence somebody and you're thinking to yourself, I want them to think this or feel this or do that, and you're trying to influence them down that path, the starting point is not why you want them to do it. The starting point to influence, right, to move them, is why would they want to think that? Why would they want to feel that? Why would they want to do that? What would move them down that path? If you can't answer that, you're not going to be in a position of influence. Now, the skill of this comes, comes after this. We're dealing in self-awareness right now. But if you can't answer why somebody would want to think, feel, or do those things, what are you going to do anyway? Right? You're already out of position. So that's the simple starting point. And until you can consistently ask that question and then start answering that question, and then answer that question with some level of uh, some level of precision or some level of accuracy is a better way to say it. Let's not start with precision. Start to answer that question with some level of accuracy. Why would they want that? Why would they want not the end goal? Why would they want to start moving that direction? Because influence is about you know incrementally moving people to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. Right? Uh, that's the question to ask. Then from there you move into self-control. And what I like about self-control, self-control is this. Building skill in influence requires a ton of reps because it's so dynamic. So to get better at influence, the fastest and best way 
is get as many reps as possible over a lo as long a time period as you possibly can. Here's how I do this. I look for every single day, I look for my ability to get a rep at influencing and interacting with people. And I have a ton of fun with this. And I, I genuinely enjoy the practice of this. And what I look for and encourage you to look for is every day look for ways to um, practice your influence game, right? To practice your influence skill and look for ways that don't have a ton of meaning where you can actually get a real rep with real people where you don't have to worry about success or failure. And if you do it and it doesn't work out and you can't and you don't end up directing their thoughts, feelings, or actions in a, in a, a direction that, that, that you desired, uh, it's no big deal. Because then you can go out and you can get those fearless reps, right? Those reps where you're not tense and you're not pressing. Um, and here's a, a couple examples about how I do this. One of the most fun ways that I do this is I try to get reservations uh, at either hard restaurants to get reservations in or at times where it's difficult to get them in or anything else where, but particularly with restaurants, it's just kind of easy, but you know, not now, I guess, because you can't go into restaurants, but when we can, that's what I do. Um, I, I will call and, or I'll be there in person and there's always somebody who's in charge of making the reservation. And that somebody is a person who is having an experience in that restaurant, who has a job, has protocols, has other people they need to answer to, has other customers and people they're dealing with, is answering questions all the time. And what I'll do is, rather than put myself in the position of what I want, I'll put myself in the position of what she wants or what he wants. What's their experience like? How many customers are acknowledging where they are? And I will try to get a restaurant reservation. So here's one of the ways that I'll do this. And, and, and you know, my wife uh, will, can vouch for this because I will do this a lot. I will call up a restaurant and, you know, let's say I want to get a reservation at 730. I'll call them up at 715 or 7 o'clock. And I'll say, and they'll, they'll typically answer the phone, hey, thanks for calling blank. This is Stephanie. How can I help you? And I'll say, hey, Stephanie, it's Brian. And I'll be silent. And then Stephanie will say, hey, Brian. And then I'll say, hey, I'm going to be there in 15 minutes with my family. We'd love to have a table of four. What can you do for us? And almost always, at a, I shouldn't say almost always, at a really high percentage rate, Stephanie will get us a table. And there's a couple things about this influence uh, and how we, do, how we do this that matters. First is, I, I, when, when the, the, way I, the way I say these things is warm. I use a tone of I'm glad to be on the phone with her. I'm not using a tone of do this for me. I'm not short. I'm not direct. I'm not, I'm warm. I'm open. I'm empathetic. I'm appreciative. Second thing is I use her first name and I use my first name and I try to put us on a, hey, we're on a first name basis piece. And I try to just do it on the opening line. I literally say, hey, Stephanie, it's Brian. And then I don't say anything else. And I wait until she says something back because almost always they'll say back, hey, Brian. And it just immediately what that does is, oh, this is an actual guy and his name is Brian. And do I know him or not know him? Sometimes they're, sometimes they're not sure, uh, which probably works in, in the best interest. 
And then, and then we're on just like a, a, a different level than most callers. And it's a little thing, but right away, Stephanie and I are on a different space. We're just emotionally in a slightly more advantageous position, even though we're probably two strangers on the telephone. And then from there, I say, hey, I'm coming in with my family. Set some context, picture my family. We want to have uh, dinner at your place tonight. We've got four of us, the ask. And then I ask a very simple question and I enlist. What can you do for us? And what that does is that positions Stephanie to a spot where she wants to help because that's part of the job. That is her role. Customer service is super important. And then since we've established a little bit of personal rapport, I'm now saying, hey, I'm Brian, remember? What can you do for me? There's a part of Stephanie that doesn't want to let me down. And so it's a very little, very slight, very minor thing, but it's a way of turning these things that we're talking about. How do you direct the way somebody else thinks, feels, and acts, right, in a, in a, uh, 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 in a direction of value, right, in a, a way that helps and benefits when you have no authority or control? So I will literally just practice things like this, right? And, and you know, I'm careful not to be, and I'm smart, don't be manipulative, don't lie, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, again, we're not trying to abuse the tools. We're trying to be smart. Um, and the last piece, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself is this. Self-centered mindsets and selfish mindsets are the norm. And that's not a judgment, right? That's just a practical reality. Um, it's not a criticism of anybody. It is um, looking at humanity, looking at people and acknowledging that most people are looking at their values, right? You know, people are looking at and, and what's on their mind and what they want are their preferences, their priorities, and think about their problems. Right? That's just natural, okay? So your ability to influence is not going to be enhanced by getting them to value your priorities, your preferences, and solve your problems. People don't care, okay? Here's the more direct version. Nobody cares, right? Like nobody... No, you, people don't look at you or me and be like, boy, I would really just like to do his preferences and follow his priorities and solve his problems. And so I, I'll, I'll follow his authority and do what he says so that he can go down the path that he wants and he gets what he wants. That makes me happy. That's, that's not how people think, okay? Uh, people think about their preferences, priorities, and problems. And so if you want to influence them, the way into that influence is through those. Okay? If you want to move people, don't ask them to buy into your self-interest. Don't ask them to join your standards because you have them. People don't care. They just don't. Like it, it, again, I think people think that's harsh, but it's, it's not. It's normal. It's just not how people think and operate. Like my kids don't wake up and, and my wife doesn't wake up and my teammates don't wake up. My friends don't wake up and say, boy, how do I serve BK's priorities today? How do I make sure that uh, BK's feelings and emotions are right where they need to be today? And let me make sure that I go that way. This is not how people think. And they're not bad. They're good because they're thinking about their stuff. So how do you influence people? Don't ask them to come to your self-interest. If you want to influence them and you already know the answer, go where? Go to their self-interest. Self-interest is the gateway 
to influence. And that's why we go back and we ask this core question, right? Why would this person want to think, feel, and do this? What moves them? That is a self-interest question. Most people want to look good, feel good, and do good things for themselves. That's what most people want. Most people want things that make them look good, make them feel good, and do good things for themselves. That is where their self-interest is pointing. So if you want to be a person of influence, do things that make them look good, feel good, and do good things for themselves. Say that one more time. If you want to influence, put people in a position where you facilitate them looking good, feeling good, and doing good things for themselves. If following you and moving in the direction that you are influencing makes them look good, feel good, and do good things for themselves, more often than not, your influence is going to be successful. Hey, thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review because your reviews help more people find this podcast who need it. As promised, we've got links in the show notes to resources that will help you activate these skills in your life. First up, we've got the Do the Worksheet, a free E plus R equals O resource that helps you apply what we talked about here to your life. Lastly, if you're interested in taking the application of these skills a step further, we have a downloadable guidebook with all 20 skills only for members of the Daily Discipline community. Developing these 20 skills into super skills help you become a stronger you, a more productive you, and a more fulfilled you. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.